to episode 166 of Lights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? I am better than most, not as good as some, sir. How are you? Just fine, thank you. Yeah. On September, September, February 19th. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just wonderful. North Studio, another episode. Yeah. And ready to get her started. Let's go. All right. Um, first of all, though. What did I do now? You didn't do anything. I right. did it. And it's actually a corrections corner from many, many, many episodes ago and multiple episodes because I've always been on the band box of that. Like, well, why was Charles Manson in prison? He didn't actually kill anybody. So why did he spend the rest of his life in prison? And, you know, I mean, I wasn't a you know, proponent of him necessarily and, you know, didn't want him to you know, be president in the United States or anything. But yeah, but I was always like, but why? Your legal he... personality right. was coming through wondering, yeah. yeah. And anyway, which segment one is we took what we watched. Uh, I think it's called Helter Skelter, an American myth. It's on Amazon Prime, six episodes, about 45 minutes to an hour each episode. Actually very good. There's multiple ones on Amazon Prime. It's the one, not the one free on with ads on Tubi or nothing like that. It's the one that actually comes with Amazon Prime. But anyway, my corrections corner part of it is in 70 when they were convicted and sentenced, there was a California conspiracy rule which stated any person convicted as part of a conspiracy is guilty of all crimes committed in said conspiracy. So therefore, that's why he was in prison. So if them if them's the rules, them's the rules. That's why he had to. That's why he had to serve his time. Gotcha. Um, and then naturally, I went on the old uh, Google rabbit hole. And I'm like, man, okay, so 71. That's 29, 29, and 23 is 52. 52 years ago, these people in the Manson family were at least 20. So 52 and 20. That puts them at 72 years old. So I, I just was curious to see how many are alive. And actually, the, the main culprits are actually still, well, except Charles. I mean, Charles died eight years ago or something like that. But um, there's like some of the the girls and uh, Tex Watson, they're still alive. Tex Watson, oddly enough, is a uh, minister in prison. <laughs> so who knew? <laughs> that's a little ironic. Is that irony? I think that's irony. Yes, it's very I- yeah. ironic. What do we got, Mike? Reminds me of the Seinfeld. It's like, that's kind of ironic, isn't it? What is? And she said, well, that we fought so hard for women's rights. And the lady says, no, what does ironic mean? <laughs> and, and as we come full circle, as if this podcast was actually scripted, I just gave a Seinfeld line that uh, Eric from Tweaks Corner will appreciate. And the reason I picked our first tasting, because I've got about, from various people, donations, what Liz has picked up at Horrocks, something that I've bought with a gift card from Opperman's. So I had a multitude of beers to choose from tonight. But I had the um, the rock climbing in the episode of Seinfeld where, who's the guy, the good-looking guy? Tony is his name in the show, but he was like an MTV personality or whatever. I'll think of it later as Eric's screaming it out. But, you know, when George Kramer... And Tony, hey, Tony, you know, it go mountain climbing. 
and I. I don't remember that. It's a, it's a, one of the earlier seasons. But anyway, they're on their way to get, um, I take that back, actually. It was the one after that because it was the one where they were going to the stop. They, they were bringing wine and cake to the um, party, and they stopped off for cake, and the babka was gone. And she said, what about a carrot cake? Another wreck in the Daytona 500. Holy shit. Um, they're never going to finish this race no. with any cars. <laughs> but it, Jerry said, carrot cake? What's carrot cake? So anyway, I said, well, there it is. There's one of our tastings for the um, pod tonight. Because t- first tasting, who the F, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. So since this is comes with an explicit warning, it's who the fuck put carrot in the cake? A 7% sour, a three-way collaboration with Abomination Brewing Company, Branch and Blake Brewing Company, Skygazer Brewing Company. Imperial Sour Ale with carrot, apricot, cinnamon, granola, cream cheese, and milk sugar. As I said, 7% zero IBUs. Okay, so they did finish the race. We'll talk a little sports here. It says eight caution up in the yeah, corner, though. Well, but I think the white flag came out before the caution, so therefore they finished the race. And Ryan Priest, oh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I thought Ryan Priest was the Kroger guy. Huh. Why were the? Yeah, they changed fucking teams so much in NASCAR, and this is the first race. But yeah, Ryan Priest drove for Kroger last year, but it's Ricky Stenhouse now. So Ricky Stenhouse is the Daytona winner. But anyway, that'll be covered in sports. And so, yeah, that was, you never saw the rock climbing step off, George. No. Um, and I've got to find out who the guy is. I'm sure he was like an MTV personality. Oh, all I smell is the apricot. It's got some carbonation like a like a soda almost. Yeah, it actually looks like an orange. Cheers. Pot. Cheers. Yeah, what'd you get us into? This smells healthy. Got a little sour to it though. Almost reminiscent of a uh, toned down oozle finch, if you will. Agreed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's actually fairly smooth for everything that's in it. You would almost, with all those ingredients in there, you would think it would have been, you know, a little bit much. But yeah. it's definitely a sour. I'm going to try to, as we work on this, I'm going to try to get all those. I'm going to try to find some cinnamon. I definitely get the apricot. Well, with the cream cheese and the milk sugar, that's going to kind of, that's going to smooth everything over a little bit. Oh, for sure, apricot. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's orange, for crying out loud, so. So. Apricots are orange, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I don't eat any apricots, so yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I just didn't know if they were more like a grapefruit, like a little whiter, because I don't eat them either. I think they're yeah. orange. Sure, we'll go with orange. Yeah. They, uh, it's a weird, weird week of uh, what we've watched. Liz and I actually caught up with, uh, shit, what is the name of that show that we watched? I talked about a lot. Anyway, now we've caught up, and now that's actually a weekly. So now those episodes come out on Friday. So we're watching Yellowstone, which the next episode, I think, is comes out in a couple weeks. 1923, which is weekly. Right. 
and Truth Be Told. That's on Apple and right. Shrinking. Now, those are all weekly. So it's actually almost difficult keeping track of the series we're watching. And Truth Be Told, I'm going to tell the truth here. It's watchable, but it almost reminds me of a Riverdale for adults. Like oh. the, the crimes and the way these people are solving them are so um, comic book like that it's okay. It's like okay, this is hard to get into because because all the listeners know how much into realism I am. But it's uh, <laughs> well, true, 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 true. Yeah, it's it's watchable, but. And now that we've watched season one, season two, and the first five episodes of season three, obviously we're going to have to finish it out. And they are, they mention other things from season one and two, but it's, they're pretty much, like I said last week, they're pretty much stand on their own seasons. So if you didn't want to watch season one or two, you right. could, you could watch in. season three and not really gotcha. You know, be too, too up far out of it, right. uh, other than a couple references. Gotcha. And then uh, Shrinking is very good. Like I said, that Harrison Ford is great. I love Harrison Ford in Shrinking compared to... I think he's right. a douchebag kind of in 1923. Well, he's supposed to be. Well, I know, but I still don't, li I still yeah. don't like his character. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Wife's a bit of a bitch, too, in that <laughs> one, too. And where did she get that accent from? And yeah, they're fucking on the plains of Montana, and she's... Oh, that's... That she, I don't know. I'm, you're assuming at that point in 1923, they still have you know, parents and her parents coming over from Ireland, yeah. I Ireland. So probably but, still has a little bit that. But yeah, that, but that's still a good series. And then you like to say Yellowstone should be starting up. Ricky Stenhouse climbing the fence there. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Uh, what did you watch? You know, I absolutely nothing. All right. <laughs> just uh busy got some stuff to do and yeah nothing did not watch now that's not totally true but i didn't i i'm not gonna you know i try right before i went to bed just to kind of settle my brain i watched a half an hour of iron man 3 that doesn't count I'm not even going to talk about that that was just something that just popped up and that wasn't i didn't even go to disney plus to do that that was just something i brought up on um uh, my spectrum, you know, is playing on sci-fi channel or I don't know, uh, one of the channels FX or something was doing, a uh, a Marvel Marvel universe weekend or something along those lines. But, um, yeah, lots going on. So during the week, there was lots going on. I watched nada. All right. Well, that was a quick review. Yeah. So what else going on then? So, you know, last week. Uh, we recorded on Friday. So last Saturday night, Shelly and I did our uh, 5K. Uh, we did the Snow Moon Trail Run in Midland. Uh, Dig Deep puts that on. And it was sponsored by Blake's. So it's kind of nice. You go and, you know, you pay your $35. Uh, we walked, you know, because we're walkers right now. And usually the trail is snow covered, packed down by snowmobiles, stuff like that, you know, but of course with the weather we had prior to this last Friday, um, some of it was ice, some of it was snow, some of it was a little bit of mud, but the trail was lit with, uh, led lights. Uh, they had some refreshment stations, you know, and that was all lit up. Uh, they had good music going, but with your, uh, entry, you get two free Blake's tickets. 
So the hand, you know, you go up and you get a couple of Blakes in a can and yeah, you, you got to get into, you got to get into some of this, Mike, cause you can walk yeah. and walkers and runners at these five K's they're big into drinking. So there's a community for you right there. And you, you know what I mean? There's usually some kind of a beer tent or like in this case, Shelly and I each got two Blakes. All right. Was there any beer or was it just the hard cider? Ah, you know what? I didn't even look because we got there kind of late and uh, we were just kind of like, you know, got this, got our bibs on, went and got our two free ciders and got some of the swag and then we were ready to go. I don't think there was any other beer. I don't think they were serving. I think you had to, uh, they were serving, they gave you cans. So you had to keep it right in that area. Okay. Yeah. And then after you're done with it, is there a hangout area, or does that you just? Yeah, there's a hang. There was a hangout area. There was music. They had little bonfires going. Yeah, they had food. Uh, some of it was free. Um, I don't know if you. Maybe all of it was free. Kind of after the race, kind of stuff. Snacks. It okay. wasn't like sandwiches right. or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's fun, and you know, if you, if it was, if there was more snow on the ground, it would have been a little better. Cause it was, you, you're going, you're literally going from mud to dirt to ice to snow. And yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, and then, uh, this weekend we were up in the UP. So I've got my, which uh, is the second year in a row you've went up there that you, that brought snow. Yeah. Last year you went, it was snowing when you went. Right. But they don't, it, it's, uh, it's actually a little depressing up there. They don't, They've got snow, but they don't have anywhere near the kind of snow that they usually have at this point. Um, Did they do that ice thing, or was that was that just last that year? That was last weekend. Oh, so this doesn't always coincide with parents' weekend. Well, last it's kind year of a... Last went there, there was the ice sculpting thing. You're right, and that was... No, that was... We still went the weekend after that, last weekend. But see, there was... There, there's still the sculpt... The Well, what was left of the sculpt, because they had the kind of week we had weather-wise down here, so amazingly these huge blocks of snow and ice were half melted because they had it was in the 40s for three days up there in the middle of february which is kind of unheard of they had rain um there were parts of mount ripley which is the ski area max and i we went and skied it was the first time i'd skied in 12 11 or 12 years you could see the reason i wore shorts today because i was i've got both of my uh knee wraps on because the knees are swollen and but I need to, I want them to be cool. So the swelling will kind of, I don't know, go down. I didn't have time for an ice bath, but you know, I was pretending like I was 40 something again, or even 30 something again. Like I could, you know, I could keep up with max. So it's great for the kids. I mean, all those kids up there, kids walking around in t-shirts yeah. and shorts and stuff like that. And, but, uh, I have a feeling they're going to get a lot of snow here this next week or two. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and now that you brought up, uh, something that you said triggered it. I wanted to. Uh... Yeah. So first ever pod with two corrections. Right. And something you said in that last couple sentences, Jeff Laporte, loyal listener, uh, multiple time donator. He said, there's a famous two hearted river in the upper peninsula. Um, it's famous for its red color from the tannic released into the water. T-A-N-N-I-C, whatever that is. Um, for its red color from the tannic released in the water. Right. So. Yeah. But you did, You said there wasn't a two-hearted river. 
in no, uh, I Michigan. said there probably was. I didn't know. Right, and that's when he was correcting you that yeah, he yeah. is He's out yeah. in the UP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he was correcting you. A lot of those rivers in that area have that color. Uh, if you've ever been to Tuquamanon Falls, it's got that copper red color. Yeah. So, thanks, Jeff. Appreciate yeah. it. But uh, but yeah, the UP was good, and. Well, when we got on the way up from here, we drove through all the snow and the shit and the nonsense. As soon as we got to the bridge, nothing. All right. So the rest of the trip, I, you know, we didn't see any snow and roads were dry and, and, uh, it was, yeah. So skiing, it, it was weird seeing bare spots and grass up Houghton in the Keweenaw, you know, on the south facing hillsides and stuff like that. All right, I'll take your word for it. I've never been up there, so I'll take. No, your it's word usually for it. yeah. it's it's usually four feet deep. Right. So, yeah, that global warming. You know what I mean? Sure. So, but that that's what I've been doing. So, that's why no shows. Right. Yeah, and like I say, we didn't watch a whole lot. Yeah. Well, we sped through. Truth be told, but right. Other than that, it was a kind of a. Yeah. When you get caught up on things, you're, yeah. you're kind of run out of things. Now, I did notice that. Uh, now the new season of you is out on Netflix, so we'll have to watch that because now that everything we're watching is a week to week thing, right? And then tomorrow on Peacock, I will watch Elimination Chamber, which was the WWE's pay per view mm-hmm. that is in between um, the Battle Royal and uh, Battle Royal Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. So this was a quote, and I overheard it coming off of Max's phone. I just thought it was really funny. What was just recently? Was Royal Rumble? Just... Royal Rumble was a few weeks ago. It was in January. So did um, Dwayne Johnson, did The Rock kick that off, or was he part of that? Or or maybe it was an old one, but there was a he he was trying to fire everybody up, and he said something along the lines of, has anybody ever noticed how many of your friends were born nine months after the Royal Rumble? <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> it's like it's some epic event yeah. where it's like everybody gets so jacked up. They start, uh, yeah. <laughs> when I was big into wrestling, that was actually, a, a lot of people ranked the Royal Rumble as one of their favorite pay-per-views. And I actually don't, I don't like it as much as some of the other pay-per-views. You know, because it used to be, it used to go, there was no elimination chamber when, you know, before they had to oversaturate the market with everything. It went uh, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Hell in a Cell, Survivors, uh, Survivor Series. I think I remember Hell in a Cell. And then maybe Hell in a Cell was actually after, Caitlin will correct me on that, I'm sure, when she listens. Because after WrestleMania, I want to, maybe it was SummerSlam. And then... Hell in the Cell and then Survivor Series. How do you remember all this? Because there, well, there, there used to be only, like I said, there was <laughs> like five pay-per-views. Yeah. Now there's a pay-per-view because it's all about all about the dollar. So they over. Yeah. And that's why I think, that's why I, I truly believe wrestling numbers are down just because it's on all. I mean, you have right. AEW, Dynamite Wednesday, and then uh, Rampage on Friday. Right. Monday Night Raw on Monday, uh, WWE SmackDown on Friday, and then there's a pay per view, you know, once a month for the WWE. So yeah. it's just overkill. And it used to be just 
and it, that's when it was a pay-per-view. I mean, I don't even know if there's such a thing as pay-per-view anymore with all the streaming service. I mean, you have to pay yeah, for yeah. stuff, but it's not yeah. really a, like the UFC fights. You get you can spend money on ESPN Plus and watch the pay-per-view. Right. But, you know, I mean, pay-per-views used to be a big deal. Yeah. Well, it's like, it, you know, I tell the kids, I said, you, you hear all kinds of things, but the things that people want to listen to and then want to retell and that are interesting are things that are unusual and not normal. And like you said, they made it normal. Right. And so then it became not interesting. Exactly. And you don't want to listen to it. You don't want to talk about it as much because it's every day or right. whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so I'll watch, I'll watch the Elimination Chamber. And the only bad thing is I don't know if Rhea Ripley's in that. That's, you know, yeah. you know the listeners yep. know how I feel about Rhea Ripley. So, uh, yeah. And so there was one other thing I was going to talk about here in the first segment. And because I'm 55, fucking forgot. What was it? Dave, it happens, know, I, Mike. I sing, you know, sing, take me out to the ball game or something while I try to think. Take me out to the ball game. Fuck. I forgot. I don't think yeah, that's part of the I song, but what, okay. I forgot what it was. And uh, by it, the way, it'll come back to you when you're not trying so hard. Trust yeah. me. I'm and a professional the, at that. And by the way, I listen, just finished this week's episode, or I guess it'd be last week's now episode of the uh, JRVP, and they asked, each other uh, if they would stay in a dark room for four days oh i thought i, I knew like that would did. come up just like we did yeah so i think either greg rosenthal or anthony jesselneck is listening to our podcast and stealing our fucking he they said it was from a, a, a listener email and asked if they would be yeah. willing to, but i don't believe it no. I, I think they listen to our podcast and stole our idea mm -hmm. they just have a lot more listeners right so we did talk about the dark room yes okay all right yeah, that's right. I do remember that. I, d I didn't know if that was going to come up again or. I don't, I don't like know if he's did it yet because he was pissed on the Pat McAfee show because people were speculating. Yeah. And he was talking about his inner circle. As of Tuesday, and, yeah. he didn't, as of Tuesday, he hadn't done it yet. Right. See, and that's why people don't like Aaron Rodgers. That, that little 10 minute interview is the reason I like Aaron Rodgers. Right. Hey, tells everybody, fuck yeah. you. So. Yeah. And other, this is a sports story, but because I told I told Fish I was trying out a new segment for the pod, and I called it. I think it was like actual news that isn't really news. I'll go first, and I told him I said Victor Martinez signs in the front office with the Toronto Blue Jays, because that was actually something that was alerted to my phone. It's actual real news, sure, but it's really like. Unless you're Victor Martinez, who right. in the flying fuck would care about that? Yeah. So, and hey then, Bob, <laughs> what kind of news do we have today? <laughs> Shit, put the put the Martinez thing up exactly. in there. So, and then I didn't see this one, and then Fish's first response was Aaron Rodgers saying he's going into a dark room, and then like a minute later, he sent me a text or Tiger Woods having to apologize because. Him and his buddy were having a driving contest, and he outdrove him, and so he handed the guy a tampon. Yep. And I, and I said, okay, well, all right. I wasn't we, sure if that would, if you uh, would have read uh, that one, and that would come up in the sports segment I either. But I said, uh, all right, well, you win that because that's a bigger news story. Because number one, if anybody's offended by that, 
that just shows you the whole world is way too sensitive. And then it can't be his buddy that's offended by it because if his buddy is offended by getting out drove and then getting handed a tampon and complains about it, he truly is a pussy. <laughs> so, well, here, here's how a non news item that should have been because I heard about it. Shelly's like, did you hear about the tiger woods and the tampon thing? I said, no. And she told me the story. Yeah. And I said, well, what do you think about that? She's like, well, that's between Tiger Woods and his buddy. That's <laughs> bullshit. And I go, okay, well, then that's clearly nobody should be offended because. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. It, so, but why? And so, it, so I give Dick the nod that his news story that wasn't really news was a, so I gave him the win. I said in the first ever uh, news that's not really news, he wins because although I don't see much. Yeah, maybe the Blue Jays are happy about it. I mean, sure. what has Victor Martinez proven that he can run a front office? I don't think he has. And the fact that an old catcher from played most of his career with Detroit is in the front office of the Blue Jays, like why that would – the reason I th- thought it was funny is because my phone actually got that alert. Yeah. And I, it's not like I follow Victor <laughs> Martinez or anything, so why would that – my? so I'm like, okay, well, that's uh, yeah. if that's what, the news of the day, it's like, okay, they're really fishing, and then that's when – dick told me about the tiger woods thing right and it was like yeah but yeah that's just i mean who like why would you even have to issue an apology to that who knows because that's part of the at some point the pendulum is going to swing so far that way that even 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 the i'm going to say the right-leaning woke people are going to go all right that's enough yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. All right. We've overstepped our bounds. Let's let's swing the pendulum back the other way now, please. So Yeah. Um all right. I think it's time to rate who the fuck put carrot in the cake. Uh you're up. Yes, I am. All right. So first drink, it was like, all right, this is a solid four. I like it. It had nice sourness to it. The the like <laughs> But as you drank the pint, the sourness kind of dissipated. The apricot, which we both stated earlier, we don't eat apricot, really became prevalent. I never did get the cinnamon. I don't know if you did. Uh, nor maybe a hint of granola. Yeah, but I think, really, yeah, I think the granola, cream cheese, and milk sugar are are, you know, trying to like calm everything down a little bit. So, so I'm going to start the pot off with a decimal point of my jersey up there on, on the wall. <laughs> I'm going to go a 3.4. This does not happen that often because Mike can see that I've got my pen on my yes, paper. Yep. Look at that. 3.4. Had that down there as he started talking. So I think it's a solid rating. Yeah. You know, yep. I act, But like I said, if we... If it was a like the Dave Portnoy uh, pizza rating, where you're supposed to, he's supposed to rate it in one bite, right? I probably Which he never have, does. I, exactly. That's what I I, I always <laughs> find it funny. But anyway, there's like on the first drink, I had this at a four because there was enough. So, but that, yeah. the, you know, really after that first drink, there really wasn't any. It really wasn't sour anymore. Yeah, to it, me. It, yeah, your palate got used yeah, to it pretty so. quick somehow. Yeah. But uh, all right, well, the untapped folks, 1.5 thousand check-ins, so 
relatively small, but we've had a lot smaller, she said. And they came in at, well, maybe they only had the one drink, Dave, because the, the <laughs> 1. 1.5 thousand people on ONTAP scored it a four. Well, that's an amazing rating, Mike. But you know what else is amazing? What's that, Dave? If you're looking for that unique dining experience with delicious local farm-to-table fare grilled over an open wood-fire grill, and the place has also got a microbrewery with 18 taps of craft beer and cider deliciousness. Where am I talking about? The Maple Grill. If you are interested in any of that, go on uh, the internet and go to themaplegrill.net. That's themaplegrill, G-R-I-L-L-E.net. Look at what they've got going. Look at what their local farm-to-table fare is. Look at what's on tap, and then make your decision, and then go to the Maple Grill. They are located at 13105 Gratiot Road in Hemlock. That's the Maple Grill. And? Yes. Tasty number two, Dave, but I'm going to, a little disclosure to the listeners, as um, Jim Cornette would say, Segment one, I, you know, I apologize to the listeners. I, you know, I felt personally I was flattered and a plate of piss. So <laughs> I'm going to try to pick up my game here All right. in the second segment. I wasn't going to say anything, but, you know. Yeah, I noticed it. You know, you know. All right. True greatness realizes when they're not being truly yeah. great. You're self-actualized is exactly. what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I'm going to try to step up my game to the listeners. But, you know, keep in mind. Babe Ruth didn't hit a homer every at bat. This is the <laughs> you know, truth. You know, so, this is the truth. Um, all right, our second tasting comes from donation by loyal listener Brian Adams, and it's called My Spanish Isn't Great, so hopefully I don't butcher this. Ma de Ojo. It's from Box Slab Brewing in Aguadilla, Puerto Rico. Oh, nice roll of the tongue, Thank Mike. You. And <laughs> I was wondering what mal de ojo, M-A-L-D-E-O-J-O, meant. So I Google it, and now I'm wondering, and you can kind of tell by the the hand with an eyeball in the middle of the hand what it means. And I'm wondering if, if, if I'm hoping Brian's not putting the, like the, the whammy, the voodoo, the hex on us, because Uh-oh. what mal de ojo means is... Evil eye. The evil eye is a supernatural belief in a curse brought about by a malevolent glare, usually given to a person when one is unaware. The evil eye dates back about 5,000 years. In the 6th century BC, it appeared on Chalcedian drinking vessels known as eye cups, as a type of apotropic magic. A P O T R O P A I C. Patropiasic magic. If if Grandpa sure. Blackhawk still sure. listens to this podcast, he will uh, be all over me on that horrible. Pro- I don't. A P O T R O P A I C. So, Larry's big on punctuation. Oh, good. Yeah, oh, so, for sure. So, um, but anyway, and Brian also did bring two beers. Uh, it was a the other one's a Pilsner. We have uh, sours on both ends, so I wanted to put an IPA in the middle. So well, that this, makes sense. This is an IPA straight from Puerto Rico because Brian nice. and his wife were in Puerto Rico, not this week that just ended. But 
the previous week. Because we are an international podcast. Yes, we are. Yeah. And hopefully you spread the word on the pod and maybe we'll have three we, Puerto Rican We listeners. have actually had a listener from Ireland, by the way. Yes. Yeah. So you're going to have to look them up, thank them when you get over there. Well, we'll be in Scotland. Well, but, whatever. It's yeah. close enough so you can make the trip. I mean, what is it? It's uh, that particular aisle is like the size of what? Like Michigan? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's doable. I mean, in theory, we could probably make it to uh, Beijing. You know, from Scotland. I mean, it'll be doable, but sure. All right, this is going to be interesting. So see if the Puerto Ricans do their IPAs the same. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. I don't know. On the scent, does it smell? uh, And again, what is the word you use for dank that I I try to... You said it's like... uh, Dishwater. Dishwater. I'm no, getting I've, a little. I, I've never, I've never gotten the word dishwater. I've gotten dank or whatever. This one, I'm actually on the notes. I haven't tasted it yet, but it's, it's almost a little soapy. Like that's the that's the dishwater, maybe, kind of no. I don't get any dishwater on that. It, you definitely taste the IPA, yep. and I'm guessing they use different hops than maybe we do here in the states. Could be. Because there's no piney. I don't, you definitely know you're drinking an IPA. Yeah. But there's no pininess. There's definitely not a hazy. No. It's right in between. It's yeah. almost like a, a standard American with low IBUs. Low, oh, yeah. Lower. Speaking of that, thank you for bringing that up. I, yeah. I, I tried to find the meaning of the word. And, um, 6.8%, and so I guess clearly we're not Cicerones, although we have really readily admitted to our listeners we really don't understand the IBU. Oh, yeah. Because you said low IBUs, this comes in at 80. Really? <laughs> so, really? But in the higher the number, supposedly the more bitter it is. And there, there's no bitterness at all in this beer. Yeah. No. So. No. I mean, I, I mean, okay, so somebody that doesn't usually drink IPAs or like IPAs, when they have an IPA, they get bitter beer face, right? They would categorically disagree with us. Right. But for us, this on an IPA scale is not bitter. Exactly. I agree 100%. Or has low bitterness. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, on to sports, segment two. Second straight week. Um, I don't even have the exact numbers, and you'll just have to fact check back to episode 164 of Flights Football and Anything Else, available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, uh, the, Many face, the Facebook page, um, at Twitter, EPOD FFA. You can, th- th- there's many, many lo- places you can find our podcast. But episode 164, I did the OVA update. And last week, because the All-Star game and only one game, it didn't change. We recorded on Friday, as we mentioned. He played Saturday and Sunday, not today and yesterday, but the previous Saturday and Sunday. And no goals. And then the Capitals played, I want to say Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Saturday was the Outdoor Classic. They lost to the Hurricanes 4-1. to But Ovi missed all three of those games because Monday or Tuesday, he flew back to Russia because his dad fell ill. 
So I still think he's on track, to, but it's shit like this, especially as you get older. I mean, he's 37. Right. Yeah. And it's clearly, we're kind of doing this OV update tongue in cheek. I mean, obviously there's no way he's fucking breaking the record this year. Correct. So, and then it, it would probably, if it's next year, it's going to be late next year. So again, this OV update is kind of just something that I get my jollies on and it's, and, and with my old CD, it's like, well, I've got to do it every fucking week now, <laughs> you know? So, but it's little stuff like this, you know, let's say, you wonder. You, let's yeah. say his dad passes away, which obviously at some point is going yeah. to happen. Maybe he loses his, just like, you know what? Fuck hockey. I lost my yeah. dad. Yeah, I'm not. And then he stops playing. Well, here's the other thing. He flew back to Russia, right? Right. Aren't they in the middle of a war? Yeah, the good Kinda? call on that. And then, yeah, and then I don't know what the rules on. Yeah, because he hasn't. I mean, it's he not like we're those, not going to. He might have been one of the ones that kind of like escaped, wasn't he? Well, he's I think going he was back. Actually, he was actually post. <laughs> yeah. Like some of the Red Wing players, they were. Defected. Yeah, de- to- thank you. De- escaped was the word defected. <laughs> thank you. That's what I was yeah. going for. But, um, so yeah. Uh, but, you know, so hey, you never know. Right. I mean,. He's still like 80, 80 behind, I want to say. Like I said, re-listen to episode 164 to get the exact number, but no updates. And you know, it's shit like this. You know, who knows? He comes back after a week off, tweaks a hammy. Miss, now he's missing a month. You know, next thing you know, the great one's still the great one and has the, the record. So, And then we have uh, NASCAR, longest NASCAR, longest Daytona 500 in history. I'm assuming they mean time-wise because it's right. a 200-lap race. Right. Won by Ricky Stenhouse, as we covered live as it happened. Pitchers and catchers have reported the Red Sox and the Braves actually play a game on Saturday. So baseball is back. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Golf. Yes. John Rahm, what was, what was it? The Genesis Invitational? Yep. Invitational. And what is – so John Rahm wins it. Yeah. We've had this discussion on this podcast multiple, multiple times, but as it happens, I'm going to bring it up. Okay. Maybe it's redundant. No, no, it's not redundant. It's actually, I know it's redundant, so no maybe about it, but if it happens, I got to bring it up. Okay. So this morning I get up, as I do, pour my cup of coffee, puts around on the phone. And the headline for the golf was Genesis Invitational, colon, Tiger Woods, comma, John Rahm, and more to what? Entering play today, Tiger <laughs> Woods was minus three, yeah. 12 strokes off the lead. I know where you're, yeah. What is the infatuation with the, the, the guys? Okay, I'm not even going to argue with you. If you want to say he's the greatest golfer of all time, great. I agree with it. I mean, the although although Jack would argue, say, hey, motherfucker, <laughs> I still got more majors. Right. So, okay. So, arguably the greatest golfer of all time. I'm not even going to deny that. I'm not even going to put an argument against it. If, for me to say sure. he's not, not one of the greatest, I would be more idiotic than I normally am on this podcast. The guy's great. Yeah. The, the bottom line is... When? He's never ever going to be the golfer that he was. Still beat me. I mean, him if yeah. him and I went to Crooked Creek, right. played skins, I'd yeah. go fucking broke. <laughs> I mean, he, I'm I, you know, right. 
you know, so, but yeah. saying Tiger Woods yeah. is a better golfer than me and saying a whole lot. Right. Yeah. He's, he's actually, he came out in an article. I'm going to paraphrase. And he basically said, you know, I'm don't even think about writing that I'm coming back or that I'm, you know, I, I, I don't have anything left in me. And he, ha- it was in reference to the masters. He doesn't think he has many masters left that he can actually play in. He's, he, you know, he, he right. basically said, you know, stop putting me out there. You know, it's, it's almost like the, uh, Aaron Rodgers thing. Like stop saying, yeah. stop saying stupid shit. Because if you're saying this stuff about what I'm doing and where I'm going, only my inner circle knows that. And clearly if you're talking right. to these people, but you're not in my inner circle. So, but he was saying, I, I don't have that many left. I can't, play anymore you right. know i'm basically i'm banged up i've been in too many you know i've had too many surgeries and a car accident and all this other right. shit i it's i'm i'm about done right so stop and and like i said i i mean i guess i get that if he still moves the needle on viewer like if like if whatever network the genesis invitational was on yeah um if he's in the hunt they get Three million more viewers than if he wasn't in the tournament. Okay, I get I business wise, I get why the business is pumping him. Right. Why does the public care so much? I mean, and, and I'm not even saying he's a bad Lux. love the guy. I mean, you got yeah. there's shit all over the North Studio walls here. There's a picture of my favorite baseball player of all time behind you that my dad took at spring cr- cl- training, Roger Clements. Walter Payton's jersey, my favorite running back of all time, my favorite NFL player. I don't know of the two. I don't know who I would view, view as my goat number one. Right. But, I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch him. Number one, Walter Payton's dead, so he's not putting up any more stats. Number two, although Clemens has put on a few pounds, it looks like Clemens could give you an inning or two. <laughs> He'd probably have to rely on the off-speed stuff, but yeah. when they would interview him at Tiger Games because his son Cody w- played for the Tigers, right. so he was at Tiger Stadium, and then, you know they got him up in the TV room and you know, talked about this, that, and the other thing, and he had the Tiger jersey yeah. on, which was fucking painful to see. But anyway, he, he looked like he, he could have went out in the bullpen and gave you an inning. Right. But I would never say, oh, yeah, this, you know, Fucking Clement, yeah, he's back, baby. But he's back. He's gonna win another but, sigh. True, and you wouldn't. But would you turn on the TV to see him pitch an inning? You're not yeah, gonna be jumping. Yeah, I, you're not gonna be and, jumping and like, up and down. And I would start to watch it, but then if it was an embarrassment, then I wouldn't want my last memory of Clemens right. to be that way. So I would turn it. Right, right. And I think with his three under round, or was it four under? Yeah, it was and then today he was under. two over, and he finished the tournament plus one. Okay. Or plus or minus one, whatever it was, but he, he had, was two over. He today. had had the best round he had had. He carded the best round he had had since 2020. And so, you know what I mean? To to let people know, hey, hey, there might be something to watch tomorrow. They put it out there. And so if it were to have happened, I don't know if they could have. Well, with, with you know, with social media and everything else, they could have, if he would have had a second, like if he would, he started off number one uh, on Saturday with a birdie. Yeah. So that was big. Okay, here we go. This might be a thing. But then you know it's kind of right. It was a little flatter after that. And then obviously. today he was uh, like he was two over, so he finished one under okay. for the tournament. Yeah. So, 
but yeah, that's, that's the whole thing is, I mean, I don't, it, it, sure. There are some hardcore fans that probably would get all geeked and, you know, their heart rate goes up if they hear that he's, you know, doing well and maybe has a little spark. But for most of us, it would be like, Oh, this will be interesting. Let's, let's see what he's got in the tank. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, and that, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying, you know, Ovechkin missing three games here at his age and this, because what is the major? It's twenty one eighteen, right? Isn't Nicholas has twenty one majors and Tiger has eighteen? I'm those numbers sound familiar. I haven't um, looked at them in quite a while, but uh, yeah, I'll Google that while I talk. But because now, I mean, I would say pre yeah banging of the Waffle House checks. I think everybody's money. I think they were you know mortgaging taking second and third mortgages out on their house, betting that Tiger would end up with more majors than Jack. Now, if, now. if my numbers oh. are correct, I would at 21-17, I, I don't think there's any way he's fucking There's doing. no way. No. And he may I, get one more somehow if he finds, you know, like He might do a Nicholas like Nicholas did in what, 84? Yeah. 80, yeah, yeah, at the Master, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, golf. that would be some serious... He'd have to maybe Majors. go into that dark room with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> find well, him, find himself or do some zen or whatever the hell Aaron Rodgers does in that room. So, um, yeah. Ah, uh, fuck it. Okay. Okay. No, I, I, was, I was close for not being a golf. Nicholas has 18. Woods has 15. Okay. Three so, away. Yeah, though. so he's st- yeah. still three away. And I would, I would actually take a second mortgage out now. And bet he won't beat him. Absolutely. So, yeah. NBA All-Star Game tonight, probably won't watch a second of it. Although one thing did entice me, but I laid off because I never, ever, 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 ever like betting unders on anything. Unless it's an individual performance like uh, Joe Schmo less than 30 points. Okay. Ah, Joe Schmo only pays eight minutes a game. He's not scoring. I'll, I'll bet the under on 30. If I'm going to go over under more often than not, I bet overs. I had it in the queue mm-hmm. of my MGM bet, uh, my MGM account. I had it in the queue under in tonight's All Star game. What do you think the number is at? And then I got scared and I didn't because I can't imagine. Oh, uh, 156. You mean the total on the game tonight? Total, both teams combined. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, uh, so it'd be three. Uh, three twelve. All right, see, see three twelve. I probably would have went over, over under, and I had the under mark, and I said no, I just can't do it. The over under on tonight's game is three hundred and twenty five and a half. Oh wow, that's a hundred and sixty three <laughs> to hundred and sixty two. That's ridiculous. And that's still under one sixty three to one sixty two. Larry, get mad at me if I get the math wrong here. Three plus two is five. Six plus six twelve. Okay, yeah. That's 163 to 162 is one hell of a high scoring fucking basketball game. And that still doesn't go over. Yeah. And I don't, it's, that's just a, that's a glorified dunk contest. Oh yeah. There, there's no is. defense there's, whatsoever. And yeah. I, I get why the over under is so high. I mean, a normal over under nowadays, cause it is more high scoring than it used to be. A normal over under is about anywhere from 217 to 227. And then if you have a couple teams that are really good and play some defense, then it's bumped down to about 203. Right. But, I mean, 325 is crazy. <laughs> and finally, yeah. you know, look at the rock. Look at that. Yeah, that's natural. 
<laughs> fucking ain't right. It's natural. The big fella. <laughs> so, hey, he's, <laughs> but he still looks good though. You gotta admit, oh, he's he fucking fifty, Dave. The best pharmaceuticals can. Well, yeah. I bet you if you and I got on the juice, we don't look as good as the Rock. But here's the thing, though. I and, and I, I have thought about that at, at some point. I mean, it's not like you. Say, he doesn't seem to have all the. If he is on, if he is juicing, which most people would say he says he's not joe rogan says he has to be okay but uh, and okay he doesn't seem to have any of the side effects unless he's wealthy enough to have dr feelgood make sure that he gets everything he needs in order to not have the side effects oh yeah oh yeah he like you said he's it's the best money can buy but all right here's like a random question would random. i do it though i did that's a tough question oh, fuck for the to to for his fame and popular and I don't care if you like his movie, I think Rock's almost fifty fifty on movies. Some of his movies are real good, and some of them are like ah, that, that was terrible. If if you're going like from a movie critic's sure. point of view, sure, sure. I I actually enjoy watching a lot of the Rock stuff, and he was one of the best mic workers in the WWE slash F. I don't know if he was ever there for the WWF, but WWE. So some of the best mic skills, yeah. ever. Right. So I enjoy The Rock. Yeah. But I do your, as well. your question to me, would I do that and get the results he got? Absolutely fucking 1,000 trillion percent. I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. And because you know he's got, he's not just fucking, I doubt very much he's going across the border to Tijuana and buying some illegal oh, juice no, off no, some no, 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 flunky no, no, no. and says, hey, yeah, it's good stuff, Rock. Hey, andle, andle. You know. Yeah, no. He's that shit is documented, and not to mention the fact what I've always said about steroid use: you don't do steroids and then lay on the couch and eat a gallon of ice cream. Oh in a no, bag he of works spring. his ass off. Exactly, absolutely. And then no, the no, steroids no. are giving you the ability to work harder. Exactly. And yes, yes. But there is and hard work and everything yeah. to doing it. But yeah, if you're asking me, would I do it? If if, if I do it, if you give me the guarantee that I'm getting the result that he's getting. And I don't, when I say results, I don't even really care about the movies and shit, the superhero shit. If I had that, I do it in 100%. Gotcha. In fact, I'll even go one step further and not live on the rock stream. People are saying, why are we talking about the rock? We'll get to that. Just give us a fucking minute here. Um, if I'm a high school senior, and it's the difference between me getting a Division One scholarship and not, I'm doing it. Huh. Kids, get your parents' permission first, but that's a, that you you only get one shot at this little that this life on this big blue marble of ours. And if you're a scholarship to a Division One school to play the sport you're playing, yeah. if you're on the juice, and if you're not on the juice, again, parental discretion advised. My advice to you is fucking juice up, baby. Really? Oh yeah. If, yeah. if, if that's the difference, if that is yeah. the difference, but do it smartly, do, you know, don't have your buddy find it on the, you know, on the internet and pick it up in a black package behind the dumpster at Walgreens. You got to do it right. And you got to have somebody that knows what they're talking about. And you can go to probably just about any fucking health club in any city USA. And somebody's going to know where you can get some good fucking stuff. I would say from what I have heard, most of the gyms right. in most towns, USA, 
have somebody that exactly. know what they're doing. I wouldn't recommend it just from the standpoint of, I mean, yeah. So you, you get big muscles and whatever, it doesn't make you a good athlete. Well, okay. Let me, let me backtrack and rephrase what I said. I'm not talking about tummy, tubby, Timmy Tobolsky who hasn't played a fucking down and can't walk and chew gum at the same time and has never fucking seen the field because he sucked. I'm not recommending he gets on steroids. I'm saying if you are an elite athlete where you are looking for an edge to get a, a little bit better and you can get a Division One scholarship out of it, I support that 100%. Mm, yeah. Do it smartly, though, because yeah. there are people that will help you and say, oh, well, yeah. well you can't take 12 cc's or... Right. Whatever the dosages right. is, are of steroids, it only hey yeah. you, you take four of the you take four cc's or four milligrams or four whatever, and you do it twice a week, and you do it orally. Uh, I and I think actually I think orally is actually worse than injecting it or vice versa. What are the two? See, so yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about, so don't. I just say do it if you have <laughs> the choice, go. but fuck, get get advice <laughs> on how to do it. Get advice yeah. on how to do it if, because. I, I've I've just seen I've seen too many people, and not necessarily at the high school level. A couple of uh, yeah, a couple I've seen at the high school level not have the discipline to do it right and to get good advice and to so I I I, I could never re- recommend that. And at the college level, I've definitely seen kids, a couple of kids just wreck their life, basically, well, because yeah, well, because. Yeah. Anything done incorrectly could be have negative effects. But the, going back to our original question, you said, "Would you do it?" And if if you guarantee me the reason to live Dwayne Johnson's right. life, I'm yeah. in. Right? No, and then, yeah. I, I'm all in, baby. I, I got you, and that's good. And then you took it. You took it the next step and started recommending that kids do it. If they have the, if uh, if you had a, if yeah. if Joe Schmo from Division One acts yeah comes to you and says hey you know you do this you got to do this we got to get you on this obviously with all the recruiting things that's not going to happen because they'd be sanctioned whatever but if you do that for a reason you get a full you get a full ride scholarship and you don't do it then i think that's a poor decision on your part unless unless you have no interest in doing it like oh geez i hate fucking football or i hate wrestling i'm not doing that right well okay that's the case and don't do it and I don't like, I've never said at the, at, in, and especially at the pro level, pro level, when you're in the pros, yeah, I don't, I, oh, this is an interesting kickoff. So, cause we're eventually getting to why we started talking about the rock here in a second. <laughs> but, um, I, I, yeah, I've always said, I don't know why it's illegal in the pros. They're, these are grown men making decisions. I remember those conversations and it's as like, well. And my thing is go for it. If you, if you need an, if you want one more four year one hundred and twelve million dollar contract, but some stud out of college is coming to take your job and you're gonna have to fucking work at UPS, absolutely. From that standpoint, of- as a professional, I mean, people sign on the dotted line to jump out of a fucking airplane at ten thousand feet. Yeah, I mean that people would say yeah. that's that's crazy, right? Right? That's like you're you're. You're just going to jump out of an airplane at 10,000 feet and hopefully the parachute opens and hopefully don't land in a power line yeah. or in a, in a pond full of alligators or whatever. Right. You know? And so 
that's okay. People are like, okay, well, if they choose to do that, then that's their business, right. whatever. And so as a professional athlete, you're, you know, you're saying if they sign on the dotted right. line and say, I understand the right. ramifications. I understand that there's, um, you know, issues that could come of this. If I do this, blah, 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 blah. You know? Yeah. I agree with you on that. I mean, so anyway, why we were talking about the rock in segment two, the XFL started last night two games last night two games today uh i didn't see any liz and i went out last night so i didn't see any of last night's game i didn't see any of last night's games but one was a blowout one was a close game i watched some of the game earlier versus the battle hawks versus the san antonio brahmas i think and san antonio won and uh aj mccarran couldn't get out of his own way for the Battle Hawks. And right now we have, um, yeah, the Brahmas. So, oh, the Battle Hawks fucking came back and won? Wow. Holy cow, folks. That's one you we're all going to have to go and check the highlights because I turned that game off when the Brahmas kicked a field goal to go up 15-3 to three with four and a half minutes to go in the game. And according to Dave's phone, the old Battle Hawks won 18 to 15. And I know there's a nine point play in the XFL. So obviously that had something to do with it. But yeah, Maybe. I'm going to have to look back with second segment. And I'm, I'm going to make fun of their name, too. I mean, I, they're not cheesy names. This is the DC Commanders and the Seattle Sea Dragons playing right now. And the, the but, only reason I'm looking what's forward, a Battle Hawk? I don't know. <laughs> That's like a, a, those robots that they make oh, and they have the robot okay. fight yeah i'm interested to see the uh sea dragons though because josh gordon is zero there he is right there zero josh gordon talent upon talent upon talent upon talent but always fucks up off the field oh because he's actually in the nfl and then ben denucci actually quarterbacked the cowboys not too long ago so seattle actually has some nfl experience on this team and i think the rock bought the xfl the last time the XFL was playing, I, they started, had like three games, looked like they gained traction. COVID got full force, and then they just suspended operations. That's when The Rock bought it, and now they're starting. It's uh, two divisions, four teams per division. It's like Some, 10 it's, weeks yeah. or something yeah. like that. It'll overlap two weeks with the uh, USFL, USFL, which yeah. starts in April. Right. And NBC already threw some daggers at the XFL. It says real football starts again in eight weeks, so already kind of throwing shade at the xfl now i thought the usfl last year did pretty good because there was some nfl backing behind it right now if the xfl can get any type of support i think that actually makes if the nfl grooms it and monitors it the uh, xfl and the usfl i think they could be they can work and you know what they say what watching bad football is better than no football (laughs) Oh, I don't. Yeah, I, eh, I don't, I'd have to. Bad football is what's bad football. Bad football is like the old Pro Bowl. That's bad football. Well, yeah, but okay. Well, if you're going, if you're saying the old Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl is bad football, then the XFL and the USFL are way. They're way better than the fucking Pro okay. Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't know anybody's name. Yeah, but I'm not watching. You said bad football is yeah. better than. Like, well, well but uh. the Pro Bowl really wasn't even fucking football. <laughs> okay. Right. Although what they did, I did have some notes on my phone, and I just want to say that I had notes because I never ever discussed it. 
But I actually kind of liked what they did with the Pro Bowl. Yeah, we talked yeah. a little bit about it. And then, like, yeah. the dodgeball game. Yep. Let me go to my Samsung notes Tic-tac-toe, here. field goal kicking. Yes. And then, but the dodgeball game was um, DeMario Davis was DQ'd with a headshot to Saquon Barkley, and the NFC offense beat the AFC defense in dodgeball. The NFC offense uh, won the dodgeball 3-1 to one with Cook, Barkley, Kittle, over Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, it was three on one in dodgeball. Minka Fitzpatrick couldn't do anything. And they were, those fucking guys were firing that ball. And then uh, Jordan Poyer outdrove TJ Hawkinson 320 to 316 on the final attempt of the long drive competition to give the AFC the win in the long drive because uh, Jordan Poyer smoked one 320 yards. Wow. So I had those notes on my, my phone and it's well, 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 well after the fact. So I just wanted to get him off my phone. And Dave, we almost had a corrections corner on our hand because we got it talking about steroid use so much. And again, it's a little after the fact. We apologize, but that's just the way we record. We recorded on Friday so we could, you know, Nick had all his buddies over on Super Bowl Sunday. And here we are the week after Super Bowl. So obviously everybody knows what happened in the game. Your take on the game, I'll give my take, and then we'll talk halftime commercials, and we'll rate Evil Eye. My take on the game, what happened to Philadelphia in the second half? Where'd they go? All right. Well, wait a second. What? All right. Excellent point, and that leads to my statement. All right. Kansas City won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I get it. Sure. Great. Kudos to them. Yeah. Pat on the back. They, they beat. They beat Cincinnati. I was butt hurt because my son didn't get to celebrate Super Bowl. I have no allegiance to Kansas City, no allegiance to um, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Josh Gordon just scored a touchdown. He's going to be money in this fucking league, baby. Um, and I don't hate – I would have almost rather have seen the Lions in the Super Bowl just so I could have been fucking 100%. Fuck, I hate the Lions lose. Lions lose. Because it's almost better if, if, you, if your team's not in it, Right. It's almost better to have somebody you hate so you can cheer against them. And I'm watching the Kansas City Philadelphia game like, okay, well, here it is. I mean, this is, but it was a great game. Yeah. But in answer to your question, what happened to Philadelphia is what I said about the game. Kansas City didn't win the Super Bowl, Philadelphia lost it. Jalen Hurts, that one drop ball that yeah. was returned for a touchdown, a punt return to the four yard line. And Philadelphia settling for two field goals. You can't kick fucking field goals against Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. You just can't do it. And Patrick Mahomes being named the MVP, in my opinion, a fucking joke. He had a solid game, and they overplayed his ankle injury. After I mean, he sprinted 25 yards at 377 miles an hour. And then got up, and it looked like he he had been, he's a, was a dual amputee. And even Greg Olson, who I said was doing a good job, came in his pants like, oh, God, I can't believe the pain. Okay, whatever. Anyway, it, it would have taken balls, and that one fucking drop killed it. But I'll tell you right now, I would have liked to see Jalen Hurts name the MVP of that game. They lost. But he was fucking way more valuable to Philadelphia than Mahomes was to Kansas City because uh, 
the the guy who had the defensive touchdown who should have had two defensive touchdowns because yeah, Miles right. Sanders <laughs> right. that was a fucking catch. Eagles fans are crying about Devontae Smith overturning a catch, which should have been a catch because that fucking ball barely moved and what whatever it's a catch is a catch is a catch whatever. But if you if Eagles fans are gonna bitch about that being ruled incomplete, they got to be because that fucking was a catch. He caught it, turned, hit, oh, yeah. was fumbled. I texted you on that. Yeah, one, I think that's yeah. what I said. I mean. But the rule is, so it was a good call. It's a fucking horrible rule because there's three parts to a catch. And then the third one, he didn't, the third one was he didn't make a football move. But my opinion, turning is a football move. That was my text to you is I said, when did it not become a catch when you catch it, turn up field. But and he then didn't get popped. But the football move is a step. And I'm, I'm with you. I did. It was a good call. It's a stupid rule. Stupid rule. So, so what? If, what if? So if you you caught the ball, you turn up field and you stand there, one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand, pop, and you don't you don't move, and the ball comes out. Oh, incomplete. That that would be yeah. I would assume that would be a catch if there was that much. According to the rule, right. that, no, that's true. So we'll have to see if that ever happens. So, and again, I'm not saying Mahomes played bad, Mm-mm. but I, I, like I said, Jalen Hurts was more valuable to the, I mean, three rushing touchdowns, 304 passing touchdowns. He made one fucking mistake. And that was when he dropped the ball. That was, uh, yeah. was cause I don't even know if it was really Has, a strip sack. He dropped it. He just dropped it. I think in answer to your question, I think a cowboy defensive player won the MVP when the Cowboys lost like Super Bowl five. Oh my God. I, you, you heard me say what? And then you yeah. interpreted. Yeah. You, oh, well, wow. you said has. Oh my you God. Said has. So you, you were going to ask freaked me out right there. Uh, like, MVP. Yeah. Holy shit. We've been doing this pot a long time. Mike's starting yeah. to be able to read my mind. Well, that, cause that's a no brainer question. It has a, has an, a, yeah. the winner of an MVP been on the losing team. Okay. And I, I'll look it up in the second break, but I, I want to say, Harvey Martin of the Cowboys when in one of the Cowboys losing Super Bowls. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to bet that. Yeah. I'm not going to bet my life on that or anything. But, um, so yeah. But maybe that would have happened had he not just flat out dropped the ball oh, yeah. and led to a touchdown. Right, because then, mean, yeah, then the whole game's different. Yeah. yeah. But then, like I say, the punt returned to the four-yard line and then settling for two field goals. Philadelphia outplayed him in that game and lost. You know, so, you know, kudos to... The Chiefs, I'm not taking anything away from the Chiefs, but I think Philadelphia lost the Super Bowl more than Kansas City won it. I would agree. A very entertaining game. Yep. I thought it was good. Uh, the picks on the pod for those that listened prior to 6.30, Sunday, February 12th, which, by the way, happy belated birthday. I know he doesn't listen to this pod, but yesterday my our youngest son turned 20. So happy birthday, Nick. Um, where was it going? Oh. Oh, the picks. Oh, yeah, the picks. I gave the Eagles minus one and a half. <clears throat> lost. But mm-hmm. my touchdown scores, Travis wow. Kelsey, check. A.J. Brown, check. Jalen Hurts, check. check. So hopefully people bet those individually, unlike my dumbass, because my dumbass put them in a four-team parlay. Five, it was a $5 bet, so you know, no real great loss, but it would have paid $105 had I won. I had Jalen Hurts, check. Travis Kelsey, check. A.J. Brown, check. Jarek McKinnon, 
What was unique about the Jared McKinnon touchdown? <laughs> Matt, that he slid. He slid. He slid with how many seconds left? What the hell oh, is that? Oh. I don't know. My phone's been on the table the whole time. The whole time. And, uh, that's yeah, weird. It, it started buzzing. Uh, yeah. Well, how many seconds left? Well, it was. I think it was only like a minute and twenty. Uh, okay, and then well, and Philadelphia was out of timeout, so they knelt down. Yeah. But here's the so thing. So he Every, slid, and I yeah. went, "Oh my God, Mike is. He's got to be close to throwing the remote at the TV." There's two reasons I wasn't. Number one, it was only a hundred bucks. Hey, I'll take a hundred bucks. Don't get me wrong. But it was but only I mean, five that you were losing. Exactly. Okay, okay. And number two, by the Chiefs kicking a field goal with the boys upstairs, we all they only had nine people here this year because you know three yeah. couldn't make it for because hey, you get older and shit happens. Right. You could they couldn't make it, so they had nine of them in, and every year they draw a number mm-hmm. and they go. 20 bucks, 200 bucks for the final score. You get one number. And I was like, well, all right, I'm in. I'll, you know, I'm in for 20 because you can't, you know, because you can't have nine people. And because what if that 10th number scores? My number drawn was three and the Chiefs kicking the field goal, put it at three. So I actually won more money with McKenna not <laughs> scoring the touchdown than had he would have scored what? the touchdown. You took money from yes, kids? That's, yeah, that's what Liz, Dave's joking with me because I asked Dave and Liz was like, I, Liz was busting my balls, but I'm like, hey, they're all 20 years old. They want to fucking dance. They got to play the bit fiddler. <laughs> but what I don't It's like, a mom thing because we told yeah. Shelly and she's like, what? Wait, what? He what? And then there was a big eye roll and uh... oh, yeah. she, uh, Shelly can call me if she wants. But yeah, they're they're, they're grown men. If they want to gamble, that this ain't fucking. They, this isn't Nick's fifth grade birthday party anymore, where yeah. everybody won a prize. Well, this that's is, what... hey, you can put your twenty in. You may lose it, buddy. Well, then when I t- I looked at her and I said, well, they just basically they just paid for their own party. And she's like, oh, true, right? You know, so, she was she was good with that. Um, so anyway, you got. So I had three of the four touchdowns. I just missed the Eagles win, whatever. But what I don't like, oh, and actually even Grandpa Blackhawk sent me the meme. You know, everybody can rag on this, but putting, you could have told, he could have told his grandchildren that he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl, blah, 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 blah. And it was clear the Eagles were letting him score. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So strat- strategically, I get it. I'm not arguing, and that's why it's not going to be a subject of my fuck you because strategically, it makes sense. Yeah. Now, check the stats. Harrison Butker is a very good field goal kicker, but he's missed a lot of extra point, and the field goal he t- attempted was around an extra point. So don't tell me, oh, you know, he put the team first, he put the team first. You know what? Score And, and the Chiefs were on the other end against the Bills. Remember the Bills scored early, and then the Chiefs scored in like, 30 seconds and beat them to get to last year's Super Bowl or two years ago or whatever the fuck it was. Time flies. Right. But the thing is, you know, what if fucking Butker misses the field goal? Then all of a sudden it's like, hey, fuckhead, if you would have scored a touchdown, we'd have won the game. Although I'm sure, I don't think any of the Chiefs would have done that because I'm sure they probably went and said, hey, look, they're probably going to let you score. Don't score a touchdown. We'll win the game on a field goal. I'm sure that's what everybody on the and the Eagles were even thinking it was like, well, hey, the only fucking way we're winning this game is if we get the ball back. Right. So they were, I mean, everybody they just backed away, and I'm looking, come on, go, 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 and then he kind of just like slides down. And I'm thinking, I fucking hope Butker misses this field goal, even though I would have lost, but I would have had my parlay, but I still would have lost a hundred dollars more. But anyway, 
but of the but I just don't like that because it is possible to miss a kick. Yeah. And now then what happens if he misses the kick and the Eagles win the Super Bowl? Because now you're left the rest of your life. What if I'd have scored that fucking touchdown? Our defense only had to keep him out of the end zone. I mean, it's not like the touchdown would have put him up by four and you lose on a touchdown. The touchdown puts you up six, extra point seven. And worst case scenario, you're going to overtime if your defense can't keep Philadelphia out of the end zone. Right. So that would have, too bad Philadelphia well, didn't come back and win. seven, they could have done this. They wouldn't have went for two. I, there's no fucking way they go for two to yeah, win okay. the Super Bowl. They would have went to overtime. And like I said, I mean, too bad he didn't miss the field goal because that would have made for real good conversation. Because, but now it, it, it went as scripted and as planned and as both teams were trying to make it happen. You know, so right. it is what it is. But I just thought it was funny. I'm like, yeah, naturally it's my fucking guy that slides down, takes a knee. So, but I think it's time to rate Evil Eye, don't you, Dave? I think it or is. Or do you have anything else sports-wise? I do not. All right. Nope. Eventually we'll bring some college basketball in here to get ready for March Madness. Oh, the only thing I, I guess, here's what I want to say. And it's rare. I mean, because as much as me being a Spartan alum, you know, we go back and forth between U of M, you know, jabbing each other, trying to beat each other. You know, sometimes it gets a little chippy, but what U of M did uh, last night was nothing short of classy and, you know, kudos to U of M for supporting Michigan State, everything they did. Check it out online. Go to YouTube. Who won the game? U of M. Did they really? Uh, Michigan State pissed their pants in the last two minutes. Then you have U of M didn't do anything. If U of M was a real sport, they'd have fucking lost. No, <laughs> no. Uh, Michigan State was in in control of the game. Sort it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, but it, to some degree. But it looked like still Michigan State might have had a little edge. Michigan State, Michigan was clawing back. They kept clawing back and. You know, it was a it was a real good, entertaining game, but yeah, Michigan State <laughs> had a bunch of turnovers and stupid plays, and I mean, uh, just U of M rose to the occasion, won the game. They were the better team for sure, but uh, but everything they did from the Spartan Strong stuff to uh, learning the alma mater, uh, the U of M band played the Michigan State alma mater song. Um, yeah, super classy. Kudos to them. Hats off. Now, there's no joke here. There's no insensitive remark or anything. But the one place, this, why are they closing that building the rest of the year? Well, I'm just. I think there's going to be some. There's going to be a lot of students that just don't want to go in there because of what they've seen on the news, whether it be pictures, video, for the families, just all around, just. They think it's a good the idea. One, the one they're closing is like where Ber- I, Berkey, Berkey Hall. It, but that's where actually classes and shit were, right? Yeah, it's an academic building. Correct. So where are all those that classes going then? Oh, they'll find room. It's a huge campus. But but how come the other one's not being closed? Because the, the other, union. Yeah, because that's actually that's a, to me that would be the one you would close. Because that's actually I'm they not might close. You. They might close the cafeteria part where the one student was right. Shot. But that would be the one that you would think would be closed because that seems like it's in more in. I, yeah. When I say insignificant, I'm not talking about the incident itself. I'm talking the building. 
it seems like Union Hall is more insignificant than a, a place that actually has academic deals going on in it. Um, I but haven't, I didn't I haven't been, been on campus in a long, long time. Uh, Berkey is one of the older buildings. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, there, there's, there's more classrooms. They could move them. There's more main offices in the union building, like permanent offices where people have their, uh, the alumni association, um, trying to think of some of the other offices in the union building. Uh, it's a hub. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fixture on campus. So that would be harder to close than. Oh, see, from an outsider, it just seemed like the, that one would have been easier. If you, if you're not going to close them both, it would have seemed like that would have been the easier one to close than the other one. But right. Like I said, I've never went to Michigan state, so I have no idea. Right. It just seemed like the, a gathering place for students would have been the easier one to close than the actual academic. No, there's offices and there's, there's, it's a hub. I mean, okay. it's, there's, there's stuff to do there. All right. Uh, the Michigan state MSU credit union is there. Um, other, right. other business stuff going on. So, uh, but anyway, uh, hats off to U of M. Just wanted to put that out there. All right. All right. You're first. I am Evil first. I. Uh, I'm going to go as IPAs go. And this is just a straight up India pale ale. Yep. I'm going to say probably like we, well, we talked about at the beginning of the, the segment, uh, American IPA and it's solid. Uh, nothing that's, uh, knocking my socks off per se, but it's very, very solid. So I'm going to, I got to go in the three point, uh, 3.5, 3.51. How All about, right. how about them apples? All right. 3.51. Yeah. And I haven't even looked at on tap yet. As far as 6.8 IPAs goes, I would consider this almost a lawnmower, more lawnmower. Come on, Mike. Lawn mowing beer. There you go. And thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought I it, had, it was a happy medium. I went 3.92. And now our 850 folks at on tap. And again, which um, you might think 850. Believe it or not, we've had actually beers with fewer tastings oh yeah but 850 is a small tasting but it is a beer from puerto rico yeah and i'm tapped i think is more u.s based app so um they came in at 3.83 so i like closer to you yeah closer to me but all of us in the general vicinity i think all of us will kind of give it a thumbs up all right dave well before we get to the third tasting every almost every episode one of us says, oh, we'll look it up. We'll let the listener know. Right. And then we don't you know. know. I continue to drink during the pod. You edit the segment. And then we get into the next segment and nothing's over. Well, that ends today. 166. All right. All right. So Dan Cortez, I was right. He was MTV Rock and Jock, MTV Sports. And then he was also on Victoria's Closet, who starred Christy Alley. And the Dan Cortez episode was season five. Uh, episode 12 called the stall okay that's the one where i can't spare a square you know, you know, you know oh oh, oh yeah it's can't spare a square for so sure dan cortez was tony the, the 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 male bimbo or mimbo and then the where i got the idea to go with uh who the fuck put carrot in the cake is the dinner party which is episode 13 of season five 
and you know they went to get a chocolate babka. They were out of chocolate babka, and Jerry yeah. said, "What about a carrot cake?" And Elaine says, "You can't. No carrot cake's no good." And like Jerry's like, "Well." Or no, Elaine said, what about a carrot? And did you, what, who, why is carrot a cake? Blah, 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 blah. Right. And thus the first selection. Right. So there's a little clarification on, so Dan Cortez had nothing to do with who put the fucking carrot, who put the, who the fuck put <laughs> carrot right. in the cake. And then secondly. Okay. And I know if this is one of the episodes that Fish listened to, he's probably screaming at it. I knew it was a Dallas Cowboy. I knew Harvey Martin won the soup, uh, the MVP. Um, Harvey Martin was actually the first time there were co-MVPs because in 1978, Harvey Martin and Randy White were co-MVPs of the Super Bowl, but Dallas won that game. The only Super Bowl MVP from a losing team and um, recognized as an original member of the Doomsday Defense Chuck Howley received six Pro Bowl and five first-team All-Pro selections while appearing in two consecutive Super Bowls and winning Super Bowl VI. Hanley was also named the MVP of Super Bowl V and is the only player on a losing team to receive the award. So Chuck Howley is the only losing. Gotcha. Super, and that was Super Bowl V. So I, I knew it was a defensive player. I knew it was the Cowboys. And I knew Harvey Martin won the MVP. I just had a little, but yeah. there are some little clarifications. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we str- you know struggled early, gave out some misinformation. If right. you, not even misinformation. It was just like not remembering. Yeah. As Clemens said about Andy Pettit, misremembered, which everybody got <laughs> on him for. But misremembered right. is actually a word. So to Roger Clemens says, fuck you to everybody. Out of all that, random question, how many Seinfeld episodes were there Bobka involved? I, oh no! I was gonna say two, but it was a marble rye. Was it a marble the, rye? In, in the it other was, one. wasn't yeah, it? So oh there, my god! So Bobka, I'm only I gonna say it was, it was just the one. No, it was a marble rye. It You're talking about the one where they yes. put it up. That was a marble rye. <laughs> okay. Now I'm not right. saying there's not other. There's not another mention of Bobka in another episode, but yeah, yeah the one that because I was, s- I almost said two because I thought it was another Bobka that they were bringing up, but that was a marble, marble rye. rye. I've never seen so many people get so upset about a loaf of bread. Oh, I, well, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Or so intense, rather. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, our third tasting also segues back to the first tasting. First tasting, who the F put carrot in the cake was a collaboration, abomination, uh, branch and blade, and sky gazer. Well, our third tasting is watercolor spooky fruits. From Skygazer Bluing. Bluing? Bluing? Bluing. Well, the can is kind of blue, yes. almost purple. Uh, yeah. And it's got ghosts on it that say boo. So, all right. 5.5. So we've went down as the nights went by. We went from 7 to 6.8 to 5.5. Uh, second of th- two zero IBUs. And this one is a sour ale with watermelon, mango, banana, guava, marshmallow, and milk sugar. So, so everything in the kitchen and a bag of chips. All right. So we have an imperial ale that had carrot, apricot, cinnamon, granola, cream cheese, and milk sugar. And watermelon, yeah. mango, banana, guava, marshmallow, and milk sugar. So milk sugar must be a key ingredient in sours. I would agree. Yeah, so. And I would also agree that with myself, 
that it's also trying to like with if you're putting all this shit in here, you got to have something to kind of smooth everything over. You got to have it bring it all together and kind of not have the hit you in the. I know you probably want something to hit you in the teeth, right? But if you didn't have the milk sugar in there, it'd be like this coagulation of stuff, right? Well, let's see if there's a coagulation of anything in this one. Well, I, was I don't know if anybody wants to drink a coagulation. That's probably not a good word. Well, I did it with the uh, purgatory. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I was, I was for whatever reason, I was thinking this was going to be a different color, but this actually looks like a real hazy IPA. Yeah, extremely, Cheers. like, can't, like, light is not passing through it. Getting a little sourness, mango. <clears throat> Woo! Yeah, that's that, oh. yeah, that one is. Oh. Yeah. All right, oh. Let's see if that. Uh, oh, I'm getting the watermelon, mango, and on the finish you get the banana. It's faint, faint. very faint, but I'm you know there's bana banana. And, and my reaction, everybody, is not. It's not a horrible taste at all. Really, it's just. That's the same Oozle Finch type sour where I've just threw in a, a yeah. mouthful of warheads. You know what I mean? It's Yeah, this woo. is this is more sour than carrot cake. And I don't know if I'm talking myself into it. This is a yeah, this for me personally, this is a two AM. I'm gonna be throwing down a couple of tums. All right. Well, from the sourness yeah. part I, of it. I don't know if I'm talking myself into it or not, but on the very, very finish, after the hint of banana, you pick up a little bit of the marshmallow. But I don't know if that's wishful thinking on my part just because I want to taste it because it's on the can or if it's actually really there. Kind of like as, an as amputee who <laughs> goes to itch his leg when after it's been removed. Amputated, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb, even though I had that reaction. I'll pay for it later, but... I I'm really liking this from the standpoint of like you said, I'm put you know you, you take the pull and there's here it is there's yep. this there's this there's this and boom there's yeah. the banana on the finish. I don't know if I got any marshmallow yeah, yet, but I'm not. That's what I said. I'm not 100 percent sure I am either. Is this game halftime already, or did somebody get hurt? I don't know. The, this is the quickest first half in the history of football. If it was, no, it looked like. Somebody had their arms around the referee or something. I don't know what the hell was going on there. Yeah. All right. Well, so, um, all right. Well, anyway, as we enjoy watercolors, I mean, I guess technically it's kind of sports, but not sports. So, whoo, that's sour. Yes, it is. Oh, after we, <laughs> oh, after share, take a picture and send this to the, uh, Big dog from spilling the nachos. And by the way, <clears throat> I'm pre-potting slash in between segment drinking pen hopper. And I told Nate he donated. So there's one that we're gonna taste probably in episode 168 here at the North Studio. And he he gave us two. And I said, Well, I think we've actually had this one on the pod, but it'll go to good use, trust me. And it's the pen hopper from Middle Coast IPA, Middle Coast Brewing. And sure as shit, I went through all my notes. 
for whatever reason, I started at 166 and worked backwards. Had I started at one and worked forwards, I would have been much better off because episode 13, we rated Penn Hopper um, from Middle Coast. I added a 3.7, you added a 3.5, and I, I'll stand by that rating 153 weeks later. It's a solid 3.7, so. And Spilling the Nachos yeah. just came out with episode, I think it's 88. It's yeah. the Valentine's Day episode. If you're, if you're ever in Traverse City, sitting on the front deck at Middle Coast, very pleasant. You don't have a water view necessarily, but it's just, it's just, it's a, it's a good, uh, good location. Right. I would say most of their, I enjoy most of their beers. Oh shit. Why third segment? Well, because I didn't want to, I almost forgot actually. So, all right, we're going to, I don't know if you'll get this one. I know you know it, but, but as usual, Top 100 rock songs of the 80s. Yep. I asked Liz, pick a number, one through 100, and there's a certain number that we can't choose. And she said number 67. So. Billy Idol, Rebel Yell. All right. But that's not it. Okay. I think that is in the top 100. It's just because Billy Idol's in that commercial, you know, the the Super Bowl commercial with the, yeah. All right. So I'll go with the singing afterwards if you don't get this. Got shiny diamonds, like the eyes of a cat in the black and blue. Rihanna. Something is coming for you. Look out. Race for the morning. You can hide in the sun till you see the light. Oh, we will pray it's all right. I'll give you a, like a... 80s rock, right? Yep. And I'll give you a in my head a five count and then i will sing it to the best of my abilities <clears throat> oh 80s rock nope got nothing and i just recently watched a documentary of who sang this and i mentioned it on the pod four or five episodes ago got shiny diamonds like the eyes of a cat in the black and blue something is coming for you look out Race for the morning. You can hide in the sun till you see the light. Oh, we will pray it's all right. Okay. Gotta get away. Get away. Actually, that was probably not too bad. Yeah, that well, was, that was yeah I mean, for a shitty singer, it was actually decent. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, so we're back to like uh I'm, I now I'm trying to remember who you were talking about four, four episodes ago. Um, hmm. It almost sounds like sticks or oh, no, not even close. Um. Huh. All right, I'm going to go to the first verse of the song here. Okay. You have because I think this is the giveaway, and. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Blank, blank, which is the name of the song. You've been down too long in the midnight sea. Oh, what's becoming of me? Ride the tiger. You can see his stripes, but you know he's clean. 
Oh, don't you see what I mean? Gotta get away. Blank, blank. And I know you know the song. It's not really your the music you listen to, but let's pick number 67. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, All it's right. not Eye of the Tiger. No. No. I said tiger in it, so I thought, uh, no, that's not it. Three. Well, two. if it's 80s rock, I would have heard it at some point. Well, definitely. I know, like I said, I know you know it. Why don't I? I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm going to toss it. I'm going to, yeah, my excuse is third segment. All right. Four beers in. I don't. Holy Diver by Dio. Yeah, never heard it, probably. Oh, you've heard, yeah, that, that's actually his, really? that song. Really? Ronnie makes, James Dio. Yes. I probably have heard it, but yeah. not too many times. Right. Well, yeah. like I said, I knew it yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah, in yeah. your wheelhouse, but like right. Liz picks the number and I just give the lyrics. Yep. All right. Dang. Boom. All right, so what we got here? Super Bowl commercials. I'll at least be able to go to sleep tonight knowing that I know who Ronnie James Dio is. Yes. What uh, what hmm. rock group did he? What? Uh, give me one of the two, at least one of the two groups that he was also in. Be other than he was oh. in two groups, and in, in addition to his, you know, basically a solo career of Dio. You see it um, after you see it after a, a nice spring or, or summer rain. Rainbow. There you go. That's yeah. <laughs> that's why okay. you said okay. that with a lot of confidence. <laughs> it's like okay, uh, all right, rainbow. <laughs> and he came after Ozzy Osbourne. In okay, this, in this band. Yeah. Um. Oh shit. God. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh no, because I was going to say, I was thinking Ozzy, when you asked, originally asked the question and then you start going down the rainbow path, uh, Ozzy Osbourne was in my head. Oh shit. Yeah. I'm not going to get it just cause I got a brain block. I'm thinking too hard. It's one of those things right. like well, yeah, but, when I'm editing, when so I'm what, editing what, after right, we're done, I'm going to go. Ugh! One of this band's songs is called war pigs. Slash Luke's wall. Where does the Luke's wall come from in War Pigs? What? Generals gathered in their masses. Right. Yeah, I heard that song okay. before. Yeah, but that song is called War Pigs slash Luke's Wall. Okay, I don't. I wonder. I don't where remember Luke's, the Luke's. Wall I don't either, part. really. Yeah. But it's on my XM when that song is on. Huh. So who sings that song? That's Ozzy in. Ronnie James Dio. No, it's oh. Ozzy in what band? I fucking, I'm telling you. Black I'm just, Sabbath. Yes, thank you. Right. I wasn't, yeah. I told you, I wasn't. <clears throat> when, I, when I'm when i all chilled out and I'm thinking about something else, it would have popped into my head. And what song, what card does Lemmy from Motorhead sing about? Why are you doing this to me right now? <laughs> Come on. You know, that would. Stop with the questions. I'm already, my back's against the wall. I'm all already. Right. <laughs> All right, so let's go Super Bowl commercials. All right. All right. So, oh, boy, did that phone get... The listeners say they can't hear that. Oh, really? Yeah, but, oh, but I, we it, can. it bothers us. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, um, yeah. what was your what was your favorite commercial? I had different categories. The most... Uh, the most creative that makes the viewer feel uncomfortable was the Ram 1500 commercial. Do you remember was it? Was that with Will Ferrell? No. 
that was the EV. And I can't remember who it was. That was a Ford EV or some, some uh, electric vehicle. No, the Ram 1500 REV. Oh, but it wasn't the Will Ferrell one. It, it is an REV. Is the premature electric electrification. I wanted to see. I don't remember that one. I think I'm because periodically I would run upstairs and okay. shoot the shit with the boys because for whatever reason they were yeah. watching it on the streaming service. And believe it or not, the streaming service was actually like eight seconds ahead of my direct TV feed down here. Oh wow! So they all of a oh, sudden, cheer. all of a sudden, I'd hear yeah, and I'm like, okay, something's gonna happen, and then I would see the play. <laughs> right? No, it's a. Do you suffer from premature electrification? <laughs> it was about an EV vehicle. It was very, it was very clever. But All you're right. like, oh my god, wow! They're they're uh, they're yeah, walking the tightrope on this one. Tight, tight. Did I say type? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I mean, I guess it's a type of rope too. Whatever. So yeah, yeah, All right. yeah. All right, my uh, as cheesy as it was, my two favorites were Binky Dad. Yeah, and then. The other one was, I think it was Uber Eats, wasn't it with P Diddy, for Uber Eats, or, yeah. and then yep. Diddy and, is excited, yeah, yeah, and he's because when they say when they had those acts sing their actual song but change the lyrics to match with like an Uber Eats beat, right? And because the the whole thing was like that, like. Diddy's not into limericks or whatever they said, and that's all they did. And then the one guy came out and it was oh, Diddy likes that. I thought that was actually the best commercial. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, the Mexican avocado, that was my other making the the viewer feel a little uncomfortable where naked is in. The naked avocado. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, I, I, like I said, again, I was running yeah, yeah, back and back forth. forth so I, I might not have seen that one. I was a little, actually, I was a little Mike Peters on this one. I was a little OCD because I've got, I wrote down every single commercial. Yeah, that was on there. So I mean, and I rarely do anything like that. But uh, but yeah, where did you where did you rate Snoop Sketchers commercial? Uh, I don't know that I had a rating on it. I like that one a lot. It was good. Snoop, Snoop is the man. Yeah, for you, sure. You can't be. You can't go from a. Com, I don't know if he was ever convicted. He was. I think he was charged with a felony back in the day. Back in the thug day, rapper yeah. to be in like the spokesperson for everything. Right. <laughs> so yeah, you know uh, the <laughs> the one that was I knew you probably wouldn't like the most because it's got Zach Braff and um, Donald. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Fajian F A F A I S O N. The, they're the two from Scrubs. I don't know if you remember the sitcom Scrubs about in the hospital. You said they, um, they, they're the T-Mobile spokespeople guys. Oh, now, okay, yeah, yeah. Now and they're the they were with John Travolta. That one I, I were, actually liked that one. Did you? Okay, yeah. all right. I, I thought that was cool. But did it? Was it just me, or did did it look like John Travolta's head was superimposed on another body? Because it's he. It looked weird. <laughs> it did look a little weird. And, I, I and those two guys are both taller than him. How tall is John Travolta? I have no idea. I'd have to look it up. Because those, the two guys in that commercial, yeah, to say they towered over him would no. be an exaggeration. No. But they were right. both bigger than him, right? And his head actually—it almost looked like it was just like yeah, I don't planted know. on it. That was weird. That was good. And then um, um, the other one that I really liked was the uh, Mr. Peanut Roast. Okay, I had that one. <laughs> that was one of my top three with Jeff Ross. <laughs> yes, absolutely, Roastmaster General. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty good. 
That was clever. I like that yeah. a lot. Um, there was a blue moon. I can't believe blue moon spent that much money on, you know, but uh, what about the pie? Now here you get the cast from, you get the cast from breaking bad to do popcorners. Yeah. I have never seen, I haven't seen popcorners in the store. Have you? No. Yeah. What's a, what and the hell is a popcorner? I, I see, I didn't pay as much attention on that commercial because I think they ever, I think there's another Jesse and Walter commercial that was out before the Super Bowl. So I was just thinking it was the same commercial. But uh, they the, were advertising a chip. Right. But it was a Doritos commercial, I think they were doing prior to the Super Bowl. And that's why I didn't think it, so I didn't pay a mm. lot of attention to that because I thought Maybe. it was the same commercial. Yeah. It was a new one because that it was yeah. I saw it after the fact that that was rated as one of the best commercials of the Super Bowl. Well, Jack Harlow and Miss Elliott did the Doritos one. So they had a there was a Doritos Super Bowl commercial, but it was those two. No, I, again, it was. No, a, what I'm it was saying a, is, well, I'm almost positive Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. Oh, maybe did a commercial yeah. prior to the Super Bowl, and that's why I wasn't really paying, paying attention, attention to this Super Bowl because I thought it was the same one. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, the one that was kind of cute, my my Super Bowl commercial that won the cute award was Bradley Cooper and his mm-hmm. mom. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Jeselnik hated that one, but. Anthony Jesnick's becoming a tool in my opinion. So, but yeah, I actually kind of like that one too. Yeah. Uh, The Will Ferrell one was all right, but it was like, eh, okay, well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, are there any more? Or where did you, because I was going to just touch back on the Super Bowl performance, the halftime performance. No, I mean, the Hellman's one was okay. The Hellman's mayonnaise with Brie Larson and John Hamm. Oh yeah, and Pete, uh, yeah. Pete, uh, come on, yeah, shit, Pete Davidson, Pete Davidson, thank you. Oh, and you know the other one I don't have written down, but I'm almost positive of the Super Bowl, the DraftKings commercial with Kevin Short, and he wanted to, he was going to bet the Undertake or the under, yes, and then he yes. looked into the Undertake. <laughs> oh. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah, I bet you the Pink Duck gets it. Yeah, <laughs> that is my favorite fucking commercial line of all time. I laugh hysterically; is probably an exaggeration, but it's like. He fucking pumping direct DraftKings, and he looks over and he said, "The pink duck gets it." <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I don't know why I think that's so funny, but he looks at a blow up duck and the boy, the pink duck gets it. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. What? But what did you think of? Uh, what is it? It's Rihanna, right? Or is it Brianna? Rihanna. 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 No, R. Okay, Rihanna. Rihanna. What do you think of it? Um, <laughs> I thought it was okay. I mean, I didn't think anything negatively. I, I thought it was creative and she did her thing and didn't, I like last year's a little bit oh, better. Yeah, last year's way better. Yeah. But I'm I telling you what, there's a TikTok. It's hysterical. I obviously I can't play it right now, but it has, uh, someone was very creative and put, um, I can't remember which star Wars movie it is, but they have the emperor, you know, the, the head Sith Lord in the middle of the, the, uh, uh, shit, all the, you, I guess I'm not that big of a star Wars person. I can't remember what it is, but he's, they have this floating little podium in the middle of a huge, I'm not going to call it an arena, whatever it is. And it's got all the representatives from, 
of the planets in the Republic and he's announcing, you know, the the beginning of the Empire and blah, blah, blah. oh my God, it's hysterical. And they put it in right where Rihanna is floating above the entire stadium. Oh. And it looks exactly like, but different, very different. Uh, looks exactly like, but different that scene in that Star Wars movie. And so if you're a Star Wars person, it's hysterical. Right. If you're not a Star Wars person, yeah. I just wasted about 60 seconds of your life. Sorry. That's all right. Um, I don't think it was as good as some people make it out. I don't have the issue that other people have with it. All I did was I text my buddy Fish. Why would you have an issue with it? Well, I, I don't know if you noticed, but like the what I again, I don't offend, and I but I could see where some had an issue with it because, um, I text my buddy Fish and said, "You don't see this much, you don't see this many females touching their own genitalia or ass in on Pornhub," because that's all she did was gr- put her hand in her crotch. Did she really? Yeah, dude, didn't you didn't watch it? I, I guess I really did, didn't she, pay she, that she much attention to it. Had her hand right now. Again, I wasn't offended by it at all. Right. But I'm just saying that, like for the NFL halftime show, it seemed a little risky, risky risque when you know she's got her hands in her crotch. It's like, well, yeah. shit, you don't even see that on Pornhub that often. There was another TikTok where somebody, you know, that she was doing her thing, and they said, uh, <laughs> they said, "Well, we're really glad that Rihanna brought along all the sperm that didn't make it oh, into yeah. her uterus." <laughs> Well, that I think that I actually, and that was the other thing I was thinking there would be. You a think with all the people in the what, white coats that's what were I doing, think they were because she was pregnant. You think they were actually supposed to be sperm? That's what I think. I don't think it was. Ever, that's the way I interpreted the art. That's the way some people obviously interpreted it because she was pregnant, and yeah. the, and they were all following her, and, and yeah. then obviously it only takes one to preg, you know, one sperm sure. in the egg. So those were all the leftover <laughs> ones, and then obviously one of them met the did the job because she's at, she was actually pregnant. Right. That And that's the other thing I text. I text somebody. I said, well, either she, hopefully she's, no, it was I, Eric uh, from Tweaks Corner. I text. I said, well, it, hopefully she's pregnant. If she's not, because she's not pregnant, she's got a bigger gut than I do. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's, that's the take on the halftime show. Yeah. So. All right. Time for the Mount Rushmore, Dave. Yep. If you did your homework. I did. All right. I will go first with my number four, and I want to start it with Peyton's 275 yards rushing in the mid to late 70s, Clemens' first 20 strikeout performance against the, I would almost said Tigers. He struck 20 Tigers out, but that wasn't the first time he did. He struck 20 Mariners out and didn't walk a batter. And he was the first to strike out 20. So that was, but I thought, you know what? Hey, that Mike, that's going to be biased. Because, you know, I, I said earlier, you know, mm-hmm. Clemens and Sweetness are my two favorite players of all time. So I left them right. off the list. Yep. Originally, I had Mark Witten's as number four. I had Mark Witten's game on... September 7th, 1993, when he had four homers and 12 RBIs. But I said, you know what? That'll also be an honorable mention because how do I put a September game with four homers ahead of October 10th to uh, uh, October 10th, October 18th, 
1977, Los Angeles Dodgers at New York Yankees, when Reggie Jackson hits three home runs on three consecutive pitches. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, so Witten Witten had four homers and 12 RBIs, which is probably a bigger stat day, but Reggie did it in the World Series, hit three home runs on three straight pitches. So Reggie Jackson's three home run game in game six of the World Series is my number four on my... And again, we're going professional sports. So like, you know, the Olympic athletes who may have got nine gold medals in shit pummel horse. You know, that what? I, I, well, yeah, I've, I have actually an Olympic one and that if, doesn't count. So if you have an Olympic one, I, I cause I didn't stipulate that earlier, well, I, but so, you said professional and right. it's, I mean, these people nowadays, and you know, there's a disclaimer because this particular performance was not during a time when Olympians could. I hear you. Currently, Olympians right. can can get paid for their sport outside of the Olympics. Um, All right. So, who's your four? My four was 1976. Uh, then Bruce Jenner's Olympic record in the decathlon, um, 8,617 points. All right. So he made the Wheaties box. He yep. was all over everything. He was the man for probably about a month. All right. Yeah. And now he's a woman. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I'm pumped. Wait um, a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There, there we go. go. All right. My number three, Gail Sayers, December 12th, 1965, two years before I was born, six touchdowns. In a in in one NFL game. Oh yeah, that's your number three. Yep. All right. Um, my number three. I don't know. I can't. I I couldn't decide whether this is my number three or my number two. But I'll go with Tiger Woods. His first Masters in 1997. He was minus 18 for the tournament. Uh, he was two strokes better than second. Two strokes better. He was 12 strokes better than Tom Kite, who was in second place. I mean, the, the last day, I mean, it's very rare for a Masters on the last day for it just, I mean, people are just watching to see who gets second, third, fourth, fifth, because they know who's going to win. Right. So that was, a, and that's not a single day performance, I, I just, guess. I was, Shit. I was just going to say that's actually over four that's days. That's over four days. And actually the decathlon might actually be two Two days. days. So yeah, I fucked this whole thing up. Sorry. <laughs> You're all right, but hey, th- those were those were memorable sports appearances. Trust me, I, I added in the me- I added in the memory. I was going to call you out on it. I was like, well, those, those weren't really days, but so all right, all right. So my number two, my number one's actually a day. Okay. So my number two on February seventh, nineteen seventy six. So just recently celebrated the 47th anniversary of this feat and i believe it's still a record to this day i won't put it on corrections corner because i said i believe but daryl sittler of the toronto maple leafs had 10 points six goals four assists in an 11 to 4 victory so i mean that's a pretty good day six goals four assists oh yeah i mean fuck he beat the other team himself six to four 
All right. So in, I don't have the year on this one. Michael Jordan, uh, playoffs against the Celtics. He set the NBA playoff record at 63 points. He went from, or he had a shot 22 for 41 from the field and 19 for 21 from the free throw line to beat the Celtics in the playoffs. I'll have to go back. I don't know why I didn't write the year. Somebody right now is listening and they know the year. All right. So my number one was on March 2nd, 1962. So in a couple of weeks, we are going to be at the 38 and 23, 61st anniversary of this event. Philadelphia Warriors beat the New York Knicks. And Wilt Chamberlain had a measly 100 points. What? March 2nd, 1962, Wilt Chamberlain scored 100. So now I don't know if that's, I don't know what you find more impressive. The fact that Wilt Chamberlain said he slept with 20,000 women (laughs) or he had 100 points in an NBA basketball game. Yeah, I don't know. Um, to put that into perspective, um, Wilt had 100 on that night. And I want to say Kobe Bryant had 81. And that is, yeah, that Kobe Bryant's 81 is second. So uh, yeah. to go to your Tiger Woods theory of Masters beating, yeah. I mean, the record is Wilt Chamberlain's 100 points in 1962. In 2006, Kobe Bryant went for 81, and then the third highest NBA total is the year prior to Wilt's 100, Wilt went for 78. So he's 19 points. I mean, so put it in perspective, somebody's got to equal Kobe and have six more three-pointers and a free throw to tie 100. That's, that's insane. I mean, yeah, yeah, I get the game was probably a little different in 1962. And Will, Will was Will, a seven-footer. Seven-one, I think. Seven-one, yeah. seven-two. In a time when the average height was, yeah. And there weren't as many African-Americans. So, I mean, he was just yeah. imposing and just was that much. Much like the you know Jim Brown when he put up his numbers. I mean, he, Jim Brown was just so much different. I mean, Jim Brown would have been – Jim yeah. Brown today is a small – offensive lineman yeah right or or maybe even a small fullback but then you know back then he was the biggest guy in the field and he was the running back yeah and will but hey 100 points 100 points oh exactly not to diminish their their feats all right you want my number one yes i do now does it have to be a single athlete or can it be a team well what was it a single athlete i can't well it was a it was the greatest single day single day performance so it could be a yeah, team. Yeah, you could spin it. I mean, I'll, I'll actually almost give you the team more than I will Tigers Masters that okay. covered four All days. Right. Miracle on Ice. Okay, so yeah, so the game against the Russians, I'm assuming yep. you're talking about. Yep, 1980. Yeah. Yep. Gold medal game or not? Yes. The game against Russia was? Yes. No, it was not. No, it was not? No. No? No. Oh. Everybody thinks play? it was because that was the big the yeah. big v- victory. Yeah. No, huh. they, they, they beat Finland. Finland or Sweden? If if this was Jeopardy, I'd say what is Finland? Yeah, 
but it may have been Sweden. But yeah, the Finland game, it was almost anticlimactic after the Russian game. Okay. They beat the Russians to get to the gold medal game, and then they came from behind against Finland to win the gold medal. And again, it may have been Sweden, but. Huh. I guess I fell into like everybody else and figured, you know, that was the sense. It was the. Yeah. All right. So, Dave, before we uh, rate watercolors here, what I got to pull it up on my phone. Got to get to the so I don't fuck up the data. All right. What are you doing? May 20th, Saturday, May 20th. Uh. Track and field regionals. All right. What time does that usually end, you know? And where is it? It depends on where it's at. But um, if it's at uh, Remus Chippewa Hills, it's I'll get back at about 1130. All right. Well, so you're actually, I'll have to find a sub because we've done, we're not Cicerones. No. But we've been beer judges at the Maple Grill with the, local michigan brewery so unfortunately it's not at the bay road establishment it's on 1000 west jolly road in lansing michigan okay saturday may 20th and most people are gonna say wow that guy that mike is a pig isn't he and in most cases i'm gonna say you know what they're probably right you know but hey i'm just i'm just looking for us a, a way for us to get the pot out there you know, maybe what's on, could, what's on West Jolly Road? We could maybe be judges. Uh, 1000 West Jolly Road, Lansing, Michigan, Saturday, May 20th. We have the Deja Vu Showgirls, the prettiest butthole in Michigan competition. <laughs> I was thinking maybe we could be the judges. Now, it doesn't say butt. The, 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 the ad, that's not me making it up. It's not me being a pig. It's, right. it, it's right here. I'm trying to support local businesses. And unfortunately, the, the one on Bay Road's not doing it. Prettiest butthole Prettiest in butthole Michigan. Prettiest butthole in Michigan. <laughs> so now, if it was the best ass in Michigan, that would be a little more subdued. Like, butthole. I mean, are, you, are, you, are, they, just get, are they just getting right out there and getting that chocolate starfish? Out there for all to see. Oh my God. I mean, what what constitutes the prettiest butthole in Michigan? And just so you know, if you're if you think yours is the prettiest, there might be a thousand dollars waiting for you because that's what first prize plays pays is one thousand dollars for the prettiest butthole in Michigan. Oh my God! <laughs> so it's like, how do you judge that competition? It's like, all right. Let's see that puckered ring, baby. <laughs> well, there's nothing eking out of this one, so we're going to give her at least an eight. Yeah, it's like, oh, man, you should have wiped better. Oh it's like, God. what are you doing? It's like, how in the world? I, but, hey, a thousand bucks is a thousand bucks. You're going to put wow. that You're going to put that brown eye out there. And you, so there's going to be probably an, an increase in waxing in the Lansing area oh around God. May 20th. But I think, you know. Tell your assistant coach or your whatever head coach, whatever, say, hey, look, I'll be there for the morning part, but I got to get to Lansing because Mike and I, we're, we're judging the prettiest butthole in this year. We're, we're, we're judging a bunch of rosebuds. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Now, that would be one thing. I, <laughs> yeah, really, I could, I could, no, I could. Aren't I they could. all, don't they all look the same? 
I don't know, Mike. <laughs> I have no idea. It's like, so, but I'm interested. It's like, that's almost worth the trip to Lansing. It's yeah. just too bad that the Tittabawassee one's not yeah. doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Too bad. Too bad. So sad. I'm out. <laughs> that would be, I would, I want to see the winner. And you know, you have to have some confidence in yourself. It's just like, cause obviously you have to be in the doggy position because you're going to sure. have to be like, it's. I mean, even when I had my uh, colonoscopy, I was just on my side. I'm thinking to win the prettiest butthole, you got to be, you know, sure. cheeks spread wide apart and letting, you know. Yeah, I, I think so. you're probably right. I think you probably put a little more thought into this than I did. Well, you just yeah. found out about it. You'll be thinking about it, like, tomorrow when you're like, I wonder what, I wonder what yeah, constitutes hopefully not. a pretty butthole. <laughs> So it's like I'm praying not. It's a thousand bucks. I actually think that if if you're gonna win that title, that should be worth more than that. In fact, I'm I going, would I, I okay. I would to, agree with you on that. Sure. I haven't been to Deja Vu. I've never been. Actually, I delivered bag in the box with a driver, but I only made it into the lobby. Other than that, I've never been in the two story Deja Vu. As a college kid, we went to the the old Ace of Clubs, the original. De- deja vu location that was in right. the one story i mean we would go there yeah nearly every friday saturday yeah one of the two days not both days yeah and then so we'd go to the bar yeah we'd go to deja vu right so bar till 2 30 deja vu 2 30 to 4 because you couldn't drink anyway right. and then we'd go from deja vu to either little chef or denny's that's a and yeah, then and then home logical, by, a logical yeah. progression sure. <laughs> home by four thirty, so, but I may so I may May twentieth maybe, my first déjà vu appearance, in I would say more than twenty what twenty years would put me at thirty five, yeah, thirty years. I bet you close to thirty years it's been since I've been in déjà vu, other than that one time delivering bag in the box to the lobby, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be anxiously anticipating your analysis of this contest and how it goes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I, I'd like to, you know, much like when we went to judge the beers at the Maple Grill, we didn't know, like, okay, so what why are, we, are you what are comparing this to judging beers at the Maple Grill? Because we're not Cicerones, but they asked us to judge beers. Yeah. Are they asking you to judge buttholes? I want to. I want to throw. Our, somebody's got to do it. You. I mean, somebody's got to pick the winner, right? I mean, right. I don't just think there's just a random computer generated. Hey, prettiest butthole. <coughs> Excuse me. So, I want. I don't even know if they're looking for judges. I'm just saying that would be a good way to get the pot out there. Flight football and anything presents. Flight football and anything else presents. Michigan's prettiest butthole, <laughs> yeah. and we, our winner here is Amber Anus. Yeah, I'm. Pr- I'm pretty sure that's not going on our Facebook page. I hope. Would you do it if that? Okay, there's here's a now we're going to segue into a random question. Hey, the manager of Deja Vu in Lansing somehow stumbled upon our pod episode 125. Yeah, really likes it, you know, thinks we're funny, like it really likes it and yep. makes mention of it to his or her dancers. I don't know if it's a male or female that manages that Deja Vu, his or her dancers, uh, the, the men women that come into the establishment and just hey you if you like sports listen to this podcast and she reaches out to us and wants us to judge it and then we get first interview with the winner 
You're not doing it? <laughs> Let me see. Hmm. Choosing between that and staying married and possibly never going back into the church ever again. Oh, let me see. Hmm. Right. Do I have do I have to think about that for long? Probably not. All right. Well, I then <laughs> so if that happens, that'll be the last day of the that will be the last day of the pod then. Cuz I'll actually you, I didn't say you were sleeping with the girl that wanted. You I were interviewing. Hey, so how does it feel to be have be recognized as the prettiest butthole in Michigan? That's a legit <laughs> interview. <laughs> I'm hoping to interview people. I'm hoping to interview some people about something a little more. Somebody, you got to get your start. You, you don't start. You don't fucking. We don't get this pod. But I'm not going to start in somebody's ass. We don't get this pod out there by interviewing Joe Biden or the Pope. Well, no, or Oprah that would, Winfrey. I mean, that, you, that you is you the opposite end of the spectrum. But, but I'd like to start more, more a, towards the middle. Well, there ain't no way you know somebody a pod with nine <laughs> listeners. No pun start, intended. Actually. <laughs> There, there, there ain't no way a pod with nine <laughs> listeners is starting between the prettiest butthole and Oprah wow. Winfrey. If we're starting closer to we the got, butthole, we got a little more. Like either that or below, we might be under the butthole. We, we got a little more than nine listeners. Okay, forty listeners, eighty listeners. Yeah, you know, we're still starting closer to butthole winner than we are Oprah Winfrey. And maybe it's butthole winner that puts us closer to Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> So if Oprah interviews us someday, yeah, she'll say, and you got kicked out of your church because you interviewed the prettiest butthole in Michigan. That's almost, that's almost discriminatory. We could sue your church. Yeah. And they can't really steer away. They can't really steer away the winner from our church though. Can they? No, you wouldn't. Jesus, she's would, not doing Jesus wouldn't wrong. do that. She's not doing anything wrong. Yeah. She's proud of her body that was given to her and she's showing it off. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't do, agree. Do I? I assume she, because it just says prettiest butthole. I mean, oh my god, Mike. So, all right, all right. <laughs> let's steer this thing yeah, back. Let's into... get her back on course. But it's like, I I tell you what. So this, I guess, I guess the listeners know. Hey, what would what would break up the Mike and Dave <laughs> podcast? It's like, do you or do you not interview the prettiest butthole in this? It's a possibility. <laughs> well, well, it will be because I'm interviewing him. Well, or, or him. Yeah. If it is that's him, great. I'm interviewing him. That's great. All right. I think it's anything else before we wrap this. <laughs> no, I don't have anything to top that. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go first. You know what? All right. So like you said, uh, 50 episodes, 70 episodes ago, you try to think back to compare. I rated... Uh, who the F put carrot in the cake at 3.40. That was an Imperial Sour. This is an Imperial. I don't know what the difference is. We could look that up, but who cares? But this was another Sour, and I like this a lot better than who the F put carrot in the cake. So if I gave that 3.4, I'm going to go... Is it? Nah, it's not, it's not a 4. I will go 395. All right, and I will tell you this. I had it already written down. Three, six, five, and here's why. All right, but you too liked it better than me. It's the, delicious. Yeah. I'm, the thing is, is I'm a little apprehensive in the sense that I think as a sour, this probably nailed it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to rate it as a, as a raider, 
it's going to tear my stomach up. Probably. I'm going to be honest, whatever. Call me whatever names you want to call me, but it's, but as a sour, I think it, it's, it's good. Um, and it got my best rating of the night. So as it did that's where I, that's where I'm going to stand on that. All right. Well, our fine friends and untapped, uh, oddly enough, we went down in alcohol. This wasn't even set up this way. It's just weird. ABVs were seven, 6.8, 5.5. Check-ins on untapped were 1.5,850, 551. And those 551 po- folks in the neighborhood of us, but liked it better than us, they gave watercolors spooky fruits. By the way, fruits is F-R-O-O-T-S. A robust 4.16 rating. So they those 551 folks really liked it, but it was a very good sour. All right, Dave. Well, you have nothing else. I'm good. As I look down at the bottom of my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. Thank you.